0: Greetings, folks, and welcome to Good News for the City, the radio broadcast ministry partnership between WAVA Radio and One Heart DC, right here on life-changing talk radio 105.1 FM, WAVA. My name is Dennis Williams. I'm director of ministry relations for WAVA Radio, and I'm going to welcome you to today's broadcast. Well, folks, you hear us say it every single week. It's really the heart of this broadcast. It's the gospel that makes a way. I can't think of an area in our lives where the path isn't made clearer by Jesus himself than forgiveness. We forgive others because he first forgave us. Our guest today has written a 30-day devotional to help us better understand forgiveness. It's a daily passage of scripture paired with real-life application, and she's here to tell us all about it. And you know the drill, of course, to get us started, here to get us going. uh, To introduce our guest for today is my good friend, my co-host, of Good News for the City, Pastor Brian Bale, Senior Pastor of Christian Fellowship Church in Aspirin, Virginia. Hey, buddy, good to see you, man. God bless you. Thanks, my friend. Thank you. Uh, You know, we talk
1: about subjects all the time here that the gospel makes a difference in. That's the point. It's the gospel that makes a way. Amen. But as I was just thinking about this particular conversation we're going to have today, it struck me that there's probably not any subject that we talk about outside of the gospel, right, that applies to everyone's life more than what we're going to talk about today, Amen. that this idea of forgiveness. And at the same time, not only does, does everyone need to understand this, the other thing is it's probably no other subject that's often more misunderstood Yes, when yes. it comes to this concept of what forgiveness really is what God asks us to do in that moment and how it actually in many ways is much more beneficial for us to forgive than we ever would have imagined. When yes. We're able yes. to walk in that from what Absolutely. God has done for us and extend it to other people. And our guest today is going to talk about that obvious subject I just led into forgiveness. And so let me introduce you. Her name is Haley Satrum. Satrum. I, it's Satrum. I said I was going to get it right, and Haley, I just messed it up. I don't know why I did that, but nonetheless, thank you for forgiveness in advance. How about that?
0: <laughs> so amen, amen.
1: Haley is the director of Heart Song Counseling. It is a biblical counseling private practice serving D.C. in the Northern Virginia and Maryland area. She also serves on staff as a counselor for a church, Capitol Hill Baptist. She received a BA in psychology from the University of Southern California an MA in Biblical Counseling uh, from the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. She's taken several courses from the Christian Counseling Education Foundation. She lives in D.C. area with her husband, Rob. She has three wonderful kids, Hannah, Lydia, and James, in her free time, uh, as if anyone has free time right now, but (laughs) in her free time, she loves spending certainly time with her family and friends, reading, walking outside with her Boston Terrier puppy, uh, and cheering on her favorite USC Trojans in basketball and football. Dennis, up to the USC thing, I thought everything was going really well. What man, did you think uh, about that?
0: buddy? I And, you know, I was a little taken aback when you said she had three kids and then free time. I was yeah. like, man, come on. You know that doesn't work. Yeah. But then the USC, come on, man. Yeah.
1: Well, Haley, longtime listeners of the show know both uh, Dennis <laughs> and I are from Ohio, so we're Buckeyes. So uh, we're a little biased in that way. Oh, O-H! I-O! I-O. But as long as you're not from Michigan – I think everything will be good, amen, and forgiveness amen. can be extended. Amen. Uh, so, yeah, thank you for talking. joining us, and thank you for already forgiving <laughs> me for messing up your name after I just said I had it right. Hey, um. No so, Haley, let's just talk about this for a moment. Why did you choose to write about this topic, forgiveness?
2: You know, I think primarily I chose to write about it because forgiveness has been hard for me. You know, we tend to write about things we know and. In my own life, I've struggled with forgiveness with some loved ones where I have experienced some painful things. So I did feel like I had empathy going into the topic and compassion. I also have a great deal of hope because I've seen God enable me to be able to extend forgiveness um, just despite wrongs that I have Mm. suffered. Um, But additionally, I just see it all around us, the need for forgiveness. I think all of us are uh, just struggling in that area. You see it on social media. I see it in my counseling it just seemed like the kind of resource that could be helpful to a lot of people. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I just want to thank you then for one of the things that we often say is that God doesn't waste our pain. He doesn't waste our difficulty.
2: Perfect. You know, he
1: wants to use it to conform us to the image of his son. And anytime someone allows something that's been difficult into their life to be then used and move forward to help others in becoming more like Jesus. I just mm-hmm. need to stop and say, thank you, because that's not the choice that everyone makes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Uh, and so in you making this choice to write about forgiveness, it does hit on this idea that forgiveness is something that, that is a challenging thing to both give and to understand. And so one of the things that I've mentioned before on the show is, is that, you know, when I was working my doctoral dissertation, there was this, this part at the beginning of the dissertation that says this, you're going to use certain words in this dissertation. Please define them, what you mean by these words. We're going to be talking about forgiveness, and a lot of people have a very specific definition of forgiveness that, number one, may not be biblical, or number two, may not match up to what you're saying. So for the point of this conversation, um, tell us what you mean when you say forgiveness.
2: Yeah, I think you're totally right that it can be often confused. And when I think of forgiveness, I look first at, you know, the way God defined forgiveness and how he extended it. And um, a dear, beloved uh, co laborer in the gospel, David Pallison, coined the term mercifully unfair. Um, you know, if we think of the opposite of, um, you know, forgiveness as maybe fairness it's not it's not denying that wrong has been done to us. it's It's really uh, seeing that clearly and yet deciding out of the grace we've been extended that we didn't deserve to also extend undeserved grace to other people. Mm-hmm. And that is uh, much harder to do in practice than it is to put into words like I did just then., uh, but I think ultimately, we can't do it on our own. You know, we have to surrender that kind of thing to the Lord so that He can help us to be able to extend uh, mercifully unfair love to someone um, yes. in our heart and our heart yes. attitude, despite being quite wronged by them.
1: And thanks for the honesty in that. I think sometimes we hear pastors, which I am one, right, preach a message or we hear counselors talk about something, and it just sounds so easy. But the, the truth is, it is a very big challenge to do a lot of these things. And you just mentioned the fact that we can't do it in our own power as believers. We, we need Jesus' help, his spirit in us to do that. And so you wrote a devotional specifically engaging this topic. Um, certainly all of us uh, could use a little bit of help, I think, on forgiveness. Did you have a more specific audience you were trying to attract to in this particular devotional?
2: Well, you know, it's interesting when I wrote the devotional, I really had Christians in mind and wrote with that in my mind. But um, so many people actually have written out, uh, written to me that uh, unbelievers have gotten their hands on this book. So I really do feel like it's accessible Mm. for anyone. Um, And as I thought about it as a counselor, I thought it would be a great resource to be able to give to someone that gives a daily bite-sized reflection on a topic that maybe they're trying to work through. So um, I felt like as a counselor, what a great resource in between counseling sessions to be able to invite someone to reflect on something over and over again on their own. Um, but I think it's something you could pick up for yourself. You could you know, get for a friend. Pastors similarly could use it. Um, to hand out to someone who's trying to think through a topic. It's actually part of a larger series of devotionals that are on a variety of topics, all counseling topics. So everything from, you know, anxiety to contentment. And here this one's on forgiveness. Um, I, I just I think actually the sky's kind of the limit in terms of who could use this resource. Mm-hmm.
1: Good. Well, and thank you for that. And just a little plug, if we can. You can go to heartsongcounseling.org and find out more about Haley, find out more about uh, this devotional, which we're talking about here, you know, were there some specific things that maybe even as you go through the process of writing, that maybe you know you thought, "Hey God, I'm doing this to help others," but now God's going to teach me something in this moment.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think just the juxtaposition of writing about something and then in my personal life continuing to struggle with it on some level.
1: Oh, that, that sounds very- convicting to all of us pastors. How much easier it is Amen. to write a sermon than to live the sermon, right? Oh, yeah. My- yeah, yeah.
2: It's very humbling, and I hope that that helped the writing, actually, because it only increased my empathy for the, the way this is not a formula, you know, forgiveness is something that only happens by the miraculous help of the Lord's spirit. Yeah. Um, but in terms of something that really struck me as I wrote, you know, it's kind of Christianity 101, and yet um, I was really struck by, as I mind the scriptures of everything God says about forgiveness, Just seeing over and over again, the fact that forgiveness has stemmed out of his love for us, um, Mm. that seems a given. And yet I think in my own life, it's easy to, um, forget that or not believe that we so often only extend forgiveness to, you know, the people who deserve it, the people who are easy to love. And yet, um, you know, scripture says being rich in mercy because of his great love, uh, You know, while we were dead in our trespasses, God made us alive in Christ, and it's by grace we've been saved. And that just really hit me as I wrote, man, the the Lord's fatherly affection really undergirds our salvation. Um, That warmed my heart so much as I was reading and writing.
1: Yeah. now let's talk about this word need for a second. Scripture is really, really clear that, um, as you just mentioned, we are dead in our trespasses of sin that we need Jesus to make us alive again in Christ It is what he did for us. It's the gospel that we talk about that makes mm-hmm. a way yep. we can't do it on our own by grace. Are we saved? It's all that. And, and so people who engage in scripture, people who have uh, grown up uh, in a Bible believing environment, um, they accept that truth. However, when we go from this idea of need for us to be forgiven, to be in relationship with God, is there anything that the Bible says, and I know there is, and you know there is, but for people who maybe not grasp it, they exactly talk about our need to forgive others. Because sometimes we're like, yeah, I don't need to forgive that person.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think Jesus makes it very clear in his own teachings, uh, not to mention a lot of the Apostle Paul's writings. You do see this overarching uh, message that really is a command from the Lord that we're to forgive as he forgave in so many places. I think the place where you maybe see it most clearly is when Jesus tells the parable of the selfish servant. And it's just such a helpful word picture of, you know, what we are all tempted to do. This servant, um, you know, he owed the king an astronomical amount of money and it really could have never been repaid. And the king forgives that debt. He absorbs it and he lets him go. And not very long afterward, um, this servant finds himself in a very similar circumstance, but now he's on the other side of the equation. And instead of extending a similar mercy, he demands repayment, even strangles. The person puts him in jail and uh, that king calls him back before him and says, you know, how could you not show mercy after receiving such mercy? And Jesus, you know, he makes kind of a terrifying claim at that moment. He says, um, you know, as this king in the parables then sends that selfish servant away to prison, he says, so my heavenly father will do with you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. So this is not a suggestion. This is something that is essential in our relationship with the Lord. It's a heart attitude that Christ is calling us to as a means of following God.
1: So someone's listening to this show, whether they're listening right now in WABA or they're listening later on a podcast and they say, okay, uh, Haley, I, I'm, I'm familiar with that scripture. I'll go look that scripture up. But it's one thing to forgive someone mm-hmm. of a monetary debt, yes. but there's some emotional debts or other types of debts that people have done against me that I'm just really struggling with. And, and in fact, I don't know that I could buy in that that I would need to forgive someone who's done that sort of offense to me. Mm -hmm. Um, What would you say to someone who's struggling that way?
2: Yeah, I think that I totally understand that for one. Um, And, you know, it's important to think about those emotional debts as truly a great cost, you know, very, um, it's really taken something from us that we feel that we are owed and, it could be the case that we'll never get paid that back. You know, I've worked with people who are trying to forgive um, parents who are already deceased, for instance, Mm. um, or uh, women who have been horrifically abused and there really won't ever be a possibility or uh, wisdom in reconciliation. And so it's important to just kind of separate that what we're looking at is this uh, vertical act before the Lord that is in your heart of an attitude of forgiveness, it's not necessarily reconciling in any way um, with a person who has wronged you and and not repented um, or can't repent. And so um, it actually can really feel impossible. I mean, when you think about some of the atrocities I've seen in counseling, the evil that is just immense, it can feel like that's an impossible ask from the Lord. Uh, But then we remember that he's not asking anything that he's not first done himself, you Mm. know, to the point of death, he absorbed the cost of our sin. And he's also not asking anything that he is not fully prepared to enable us in. Nothing is impossible for him. And so forgiveness can be impossible for us, but it's not impossible for him. He can help our hearts to be able to forgive.
1: One of my favorite verses comes from uh, the end of Ephesians chapter three, now to him who's able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine. So that's God's able to to do things that we don't think are possible. And I I really appreciate that delineation, that forgiveness does not mean reconciliation Mm -hmm. uh, at all, that you can forgive and not be reconciled, not put your back self in a situation where you are going to be taken advantage of in one way or the other. Mm -hmm. Now on the flip side of that, we've just been talking about giving forgiveness and and the importance of that. What would you say to someone who feels like they can't move on because maybe they have offended and they've done something wrong to someone. They're clearly violated something and they've, they've done their part and they've asked for forgiveness, but they haven't had the person they've asked for forgiveness, allow them to be forgiven. What would you say to someone who hasn't received from give forgiveness from someone who hadn't be offended? What should they do?
2: Yeah, it's a great question. I, I know a lot of people in this situation. I think first and foremost, I would point them again to the way this um, giving and receiving of forgiveness is ultimately a vertical act with the Lord primarily. And so I would want to encourage them to make sure they've not skipped that step. And in the mm. way you're describing it, it sounds like maybe they have not skipped it. But I'd really want to point them to um, just that turning to the Lord with um, just a uh, godly recognition and confession of what they have done wrong to somebody else because you know until our sin be sweet as the puritan thomas watson says christ uh well until our sin be bitter christ will not be sweet and so there is there is like really something important <laughs> about um spending time really ruminating in the humility of what you did wrong before the Lord. As you humble yes. yourself, He will truly yes. lift you up and allow that to ultimately satisfy you more even than the forgiveness you receive from that person. But I do want to speak to that forgiveness from the other person because that is a really difficult um, struggle, you know, yeah. like this spouses who are still, you know, living with this person that they wronged and they daily feel the bitterness that's still there. I would say, okay, if you've acknowledged your wrong and you've acknowledged how that wrong affected the person, which I think people miss, that's really important. I think it really helps us to know our pain is understood. So not yeah. only what you did wrong, but how you affected somebody. Um, then I think there is so much to be said for patients in the process. You know, when we are the wrongdoer, we really should not presume a certain timetable um, I think a part of true repentance would be um, that patience of allowing a person to process the grief of how we wronged them and to take their time in this um, relationship with the Lord and with us in and forgiving. And, um, and the one other thing I would say is continue to try to pick actions that build trust. So not only just put this in words and acknowledge what you did wrong, but continue to act faithfully and over time, you might see that your relationship builds.
1: Mm, good. Now, certainly, I, I love the show. I love what we do here, and I love this conversation that we're having, Me but, too. you know, well, good, great. I don't think, though, that listening to this on air at WAVA or a podcast later on is a substitute for, yeah. hey, actual counseling. Um, you know, there, there are times, and so, how would if someone was thinking about what you're talking about and they're sort of like, wow, this is resonating with me. Mm-hmm. How would someone know when it's time right to to go beyond a 31 day devotional, which is great, right? We, we want them to do that. Go beyond listening to a podcast or something on the radio. Go beyond reading a book, but actually engage the help of of a professional counselor. Are, are there some maybe some markers you can help people do some inventory to say maybe I need to do this?
2: Well, I'm definitely functioning with a bias of loving counseling. Counseling sure. has helped me so much in my own life and then I you know love giving counseling and so I really encourage people to seek counseling perhaps well before they're in a place of severity or kind of dismal uh, depression, anxiety, anger. I think a lot of times people maybe wait too long to pursue. Mm counseling. And that doesn't mean they shouldn't do it at that point. Absolutely, they should. But I often think, man, if I could have met with this person a couple years ago, there's so many things we could have maybe worked through that could have prevented, you know, where we're at now. So I think if there's something that is really ruminating in your thought life, and, um, you know, you're having trouble either drawing conclusions or seeing results as you continue to think and pray and talk with God about things. Um, You know, I think your Christian community is a great place to open up your life to other friends and pastors and uh, small group leaders and whatever else. But then I think a counselor can be such a safe place to be able to spend extended time processing something you know, and it's a neutral place. It's somebody that's, you know, not right in the middle of your life personally. And I, I just think there's a lot that can be gained from that. So I
0: are you doing a lot still in person, Haley? Or are you um because of the situation, are you doing some like this by Zoom? Or is it still in person mostly or?
2: Most of mine is still through Zoom. Um, at okay. heart, most of us are meeting through Zoom. There are some exceptional circumstances where I'm meeting in person with several people as well. Um, okay. for, you know, for the sake of just tending to what they're yeah. doing. Yeah. Sure.
1: Sure. Thank well, you. one of the things before we sort of kind of wrap this up, I just want to say I'm, I thank you for saying that again because, especially in the church world. But we have this false dichotomy. Like, I'll go see a doctor if I have a a cancer or medicinal issue or that sort of thing. But I won't go see someone to help me if I feel like it's an emotional or a mental issue. Like somehow the effects of sin on our emotions and our mental faculties aren't just as important as the effect of sin is in our physical bodies. Mm -hmm. And in that way, in that many times we do let it go way too far. And that there's no shame in going to see a counselor. It doesn't mean you're a weak person. In fact identifying the fact that I need help was one, one of the big things in strength. And so what would you give as maybe in the last minute or so as a practical advice to someone who might be seeking counseling for the first time? Is there something they need to look for or think about?
2: Well, I think first of all, you're right. They may actually be healthier than the person not pursuing counseling. So to not look at it as a shameful thing. I would also tell them that your first counselor may not end up being the right fit and that's Okay. Your counselor shouldn't be offended if you decide to try somebody else because counseling is ultimately for you and not for the counselor. But the main thing I would say is go in there, prepare yourself to really be honest, because counseling is only as effective as you are real about what you're going through and what you're thinking through and Um, I think, you know, it's so easy for us to try to guard people's perceptions of us. But in counseling, you don't want to do that because your counselor can only help you the more they know you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And thank you. That's some good practical advice. Thank you for talking about this important subject. I'm sure we'll have you back on in the future because um, we all have opportunities uh, to extend forgiveness and uh, that we're hurt and we need to understand what to do with it or when we've hurt people and what it looks like to go and ask forgiveness in the broken fallen world. And certainly the times that we live in gives us maybe even more extraordinary opportunities to practice some of this grace yes. that we need to do. I yes. uh, appreciate yes. it. Dennis, um, yeah. the gospel, uh, it, it shows up in our lives and especially in this idea of forgiveness.
0: Amen, 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 amen. Haley, thank you so much for being with us again. No, it's um, great. It's just, a, it's just a big deal for us to have you on. Hey folks, if you want more information, Please go to heartsongcounseling.org. That's heartsongcounseling.org. Or if you want to hear this again, and I would urge you to do so because this is some good stuff, go to goodnewsforthecity.com. That's goodnewsforthecity.com. Remember, Haley wrote a book um, on forgiveness. It's a part of a larger series of. It's called Thirty One Day Devotionals for Life, and hers is on forgiveness. Um, If you want more information, you can also call me in the office, 703-807-2266. Hey, folks, thank you for being with us. Haley, again, thank you, and God bless you. Um, We just look forward to hearing you, or excuse me, having you folks again next week. And remember, it's the gospel that makes a way.